piece of music. Thank you, Sheila. It's gorgeous. Uh, moving to uh, moving to uh, Canada, living in the light. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Trinity on this second Sunday of Advent. A uh, song called Living in the Light. There'll be some music up there for you to sing if you'd like to join in um, in this time of darkness and preparing for Christmas. Um, a little song about light is a good thing. All light is gleaming, spreading its arms throughout the night, living in the light. Come share its gladness, God's radiant love is burning bright, living in the light. When light comes pouring into the darkest place, it hurts our eyes to see the glow. Sometimes a word of hope reminds us of our fears, our memories and tears. Our light is gleaming, spreading its arms throughout the night, living in the light. Come share its gladness, God's radiant love is burning bright, living in the light. When night is round us and every shadow grows, a star is there to light our way. It tells a story of Jesus who came near to say, God's light will ever stay. Our light is gleaming, spreading its arms throughout the night, living in the light. Come share its gladness, God's radiant love is burning bright, living in the light. And Jesus showed us a brighter path to walk. He showed us things we hadn't seen. Now we, like Jesus, can help creation shine. And this will be a sign. Our light is gleaming, spreading its arms throughout the night, living in the light. Come share its gladness. God's radiant love is burning bright, living in the light. the brightness God has given, and let us rise to see the dawn. We trust that God is here, a sparkle and a blaze, warming all our 
gathered here for all those gathered online as well. This is the second Sunday of Advent, our, our journey towards that manger of the Christ child. Uh, my name is Eileen Burdick. There's a summary in the blue sheet, and I'm honored uh, to be leading uh, worship today. I'm a member of Trinity and currently um, serving on call at Josephine uh, Caring Community in Stanwood as their spiritual care director. But delighted to be with you today. Our gospel today is, is kind of a difficult one. We run into John the Baptist again. And he's always kind of this, this uncomfortable figure in, in proclaiming, preparing the way of the Lord. But I found this wonderful reading. I thought I'd read it to you now, just to center our hearts before we transition to the hymn of the day. I wonder if the mountains spoke to the valleys, agreeing it would be best to meet in the middle. Do you think the desert highways were under construction for long? Did detours take donkeys and desert traders far from home? This much seems true. The cries and compromise of all creation makes visible the glory of the Lord. And now I invite you to rise for our gathering hymn Comfort, comfort, now my people is a historical hymn of the church um, relating John the Baptist's story and call and a call of comfort and promise from God. Comfort, comfort, now my people, kind of a gentle dance. Yeah. 
Kyrie, responsive Kyrie. In peace we pray to the Lord. For peace and for our salvation, Lord.
you to join me in prayer. Stir up our hearts, Lord God, to prepare the way of your only Son. By his coming, give to all the people of the world knowledge of your salvation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. During our lighting of the Advent wreath this morning, may we'll uh, call on uh, Deacon Amy, see if she would come and light that Advent made forth, unless, our, unless we have someone else appointed for that task. We'll sing Light One Candle to Watch for Messiah as we light the first two candles of the Advent wreath. lesson today is from the first chapter of Genesis. First this, God created the heavens and earth. All you see, all you don't see. Earth was the soup of nothingness, a bottom emptiness, an inky blackness. God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke, light, and light appeared. God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. God named the, day, the light day, and he named the night, dark night. In the evening, it was morning, day one. God spoke, sky in the middle of the waters, Separate water from water. God made sky. He separated the water under sky from the water above sky. And there it was. He named the sky heavens. It was evening. It was morning. Day two. The word of the Lord.
Oh, a man called John the Baptist had been heralding the news about the coming of a Savior for both the Gentiles and the Jews. And it happened in Judea, in the town of Bethlehem, with a bright star o'er the stable was born the Son of Man. Oh, the angels were rejoicing as a tiny baby cried for the hope of man's salvation in a manger had arrived. Meek as a lowly shepherd, but the mightiest of kings, he gives peace and life eternal to whosoever calls his Son, who forgives our sins and washes clean the hearts of everyone. What a wonderful beginning to the greatest story ever told. His birth still rings with promise, as true as in days of old. Let us sing his praises, let us open up our hearts and receive his timeless message that gives us all a brand new start. Oh, Emmanuel, the Father's precious Son, who forgives our sins and washes clean the heart of everyone. Oh, a man named John the Baptist had been heralding the news about the coming of a Savior for both the Gentiles and the Jews. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Renee. Please stand as you are able for the gospel reading. This is the gospel of Luke, chapter 3. In the 15th year of the rule of Caesar Tiberius, it was while Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, ruler of Galilee, his brother Philip, 
Rulervituria, Atraconitis, Licinius rule of Abilene during the chief priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, John Zachariah's son, out in the desert at the time, received a message from God. He went all through the country, around the Jordan River, preaching a baptism of life change, leading to forgiveness of sins, as described in the words of Isaiah the prophet, thunder in the desert, prepare God's arrival, make the road smooth and straight, every ditch will be filled in, every bump smoothed out, the detours straightened out, all the ruts paved over, everyone will be there to see the parade of God's salvation. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you this morning from our Lord Jesus Christ, whose pending arrival invites both disorder and order on our Advent journey. Atmospheric rivers. It's an increasingly common term that we hear about, especially this fall, it seems like. The atmospheric river that impacts us is called the Pineapple Express, since moisture builds up in the tropical Pacific around Hawaii and water vapors are carried by prevailing winds to impact us here. We have probably experienced four to five atmospheric rivers this fall alone. And on Whidbey, we're mostly impacted by the winds, although the saturated soil also leads to fallen trees and unstable bluffs on the island. I live out on West Beach Road in Coopville, facing the strait, and a few weeks ago, we experienced a wind gust of 75 miles per hour. I lost a few shingles on that day. And I know all of us experienced power outages with that arrival of that powerful river. I'm seeing a lot of heads, yes. As disruptive as the winds are, the chaos of the water is more so. 10 inches of water fell during that three-day period last month. 10 inches of water. And I commute through the back roads and farmlands of Skagit Valley, which were inundated with water. And previously, there was this beautiful pastoral scenes of thousands of snow geese and these graceful, beautiful white swans all grazing on this rich soil with the corn stalks recently tilled under. And all of that gave way to flooded fields of brown water, broken dikes spilling over the roadway, and these swift rising rivers carrying trees and debris in the path. Water has power to erase boundaries on land and in rivers. 
And these are the images that came to the forefront in reading today's gospel text, an atmospheric baptismal river that precedes the arrival of God through the Christ child and changes the landscape and lives of all those who believe, including you and me. Now, Luke painstakingly places today's gospel narrative in the historical context. He's often referred to as the historical gospel writer. He provides a litany of imperial and regional and religious authorities situating the ministry of John the Baptist at about 28, 29 years uh, before the birth of Christ. And structural power, whether political or religious, has been bestowed upon all those whom are listed, except for John. John is only empowered by the word of God, which is revealed to him in a desert wilderness, a place of uncertainty and vulnerability that people would prefer to avoid. Already we know that the word of God is unafraid to dwell in dangerous places and among unpretentious people. And John embraces this rebellious nature of the word of God, embraces his divine appointment to proclaim that the coming of the Lord, of, not of military or political or religious power, but Lord of all, and all means all. John's journey around the life-giving and life-threatening Jordan River, he preaches baptism, of life change that leads to the forgiveness of sins. Now, John is not preaching about a quiet transformation, but rather, in the words of Isaiah, about thunder in the desert that prepares for God's arrival. This is about making roads smooth and straight, filling ditches, smoothing bumps, eliminating detours, and paving potholes. It's an infrastructure overhaul of our innermost being. The waters of baptism are not a gentle splashing of the forehead, but rather a danger, dangerous atmospheric river that causes disorder. Floods rise in a race, order, and boundaries created by human systems invested in power. That is the parade of God's salvation that we are called to bear witness to. It means a changing of heart and mind, of inner transformation that manifests in outward change, freed from the binding and distortion of religious, community, familial, shame or blame, boundaries and obstacles. A freed life to reflect God's love and compassion through your life and for others. Extending overflowing love and grace beyond the secure levies of our own personal preferences or control. God's arrival encourages us to humble our pride and ego 
allowing God to heal and lift up what is broken in this world and within us. These are the atmospheric rivers of baptism, of your baptism. You may ask, aren't we supposed to be introspective and quiet during the season of waiting and anticipation and hope of Advent? You know, silent night and all. Certainly there are times and seasons for stillness, but not for passivity. Advent is not a time to be passive or inert in your faith life. Introspection invites disorder and churning and change at times. That is what the gospel seems to be pointing towards, to deepen and enrich our faith during the season of great expectation. Consider the flooding of the Skagit Valley fields. While chaotic and dangerous, the flooding provides nutrient-rich sediments for the crops and restores and replenishes groundwater. It recharges wetlands and improves fish stock. There is enrichment as land and water boundaries are erased, as roads are smoothed and straightened, as ditches, ruts, and bumps are eliminated. So it is with our baptismal mission in this world to align, heal, enrich, and lift ourselves and others to reconcile the world in compassion and peace, which is God's mission. It's God's vision. I pass over the Skagit River twice on my daily commute, so four times a day. And recently, I've seen fog rising from this brown, churning, and swollen waters. It reminds me of the image we hear in Genesis this morning. Earth is described as a soup of nothingness, bottomless emptiness, and inky blackness. Then we hear that God's spirit hovers over this watery abyss. It is interesting to note that soggy disorder and chaos is our very nature, our starting point in God's story. Disorder is not an anomaly. It's our norm. Yet we dislike it so much. And it is God who orders and restores in the midst of disorder. In the Genesis reading, we hear that God separates water from water, creating sky and earth, creating order. So perhaps our baptismal call is not to order the world per our preferences, not to judge others by our political or religious or social biases as the litany of authorities at the beginning of the Gospels did. But rather, our baptismal call is to trust that life's disruptions can transform and deepen our relationship with God. Trusting in vulnerability through which God's love and compassion and promise shines most brightly. 
Isn't that the child in the manger? Vulnerability through which God's love, compassion, and promise shines most brightly. In conclusion, I invite you to pray for the communities of Whatcom and Skagit and other rural areas that are impacted by floods with significant crop and property damage. We also pray for our neighbors on the island, as well as more atmospheric, as more um, atmospheric rivers wash through upon our communities. And during our continued journey through Advent, may the thunder in the desert preparing for God's arrival be embraced. May you live into the powerful flow of your baptismal promise and ongoing transformation that we are God's beloved children and that God continues to speak meaning and order in the turbulence in and through our lives and in this world. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the Lutheran theologian and anti-Nazi dissident said, we must be ready to allow ourselves to be interrupted by God. Amen. Our hymn of the day is a new one for us. You might recognize the melody from the uh, hymn, The King of Love My Shepherd Is, but the text comes from a South African priest. Please stand as we sing Across the Years. Know the story of John the Baptist.
Let us pray. God of radiance, anticipating the coming light to our weary world, we pray for the world, all that we see and all we don't see. As we busy ourselves in this season of Advent, this already but yet not yet time, let us remember that we are the people of Jesus here to make a positive difference for your people and the world, the world you made good. Let us heed John's call to prepare a way for Jesus, and let us also make room in our hearts for the love that overcomes all the world. Hear us, O God. Guide the rulers of the world and local communities with your spirit so that, like you, they love justice and offer mercy. Use them to repair lives and cities ruined by violence, hatred, and discrimination. We lift up the community of Oxford Township in Michigan as they grapple with tragic gun violence and embark on the long process of healing and recovery. Raise them when they falter and bring them to renewed joy. Hear us, O oh God. In this season of unrelenting turmoil, here and abroad, we call to you. Our hope is in you. Let us believe in even that which sometimes seems to be beyond believing, that kindness and civility will lead the way, that seeing you in one another will lead us to reconciliation, and that there is always a way forward to your abundant life of love and hope. Hear us, O God. Grant healing to the brokenhearted and to all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially those undergoing or recovering from strokes and cancer, and who have lost loved ones to the virus or other causes. Guide those who study the new variants and enlarge our hearts to share vaccines and hope with the developing world. Strengthen all who care for others, 
and give your other everlasting peace. Hear us, O God. O God, your light shines in the face of our brother Jesus. Let us be sharers of the light and grace of Christ as we travel each day in the church and beyond these walls. Give us eyes to see the joy, ears to hear the laughter, and hearts to hold each other close. Hear us, O God. Hear the hopes and prayers of our hearts, O God, and magnify our joy at the coming birth of the one who is and was and is to come, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. It is uh, wonderful to see that we have such an active online community. I don't know if you get a chance, but um, as we gather here, they are busy exchanging uh, uh, relationship, greetings, peace. Um, so, so to all those gathered online, to all of those gathered here, the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share that peace. Good morning. Thank you for your enthusiastic greetings this morning. Uh, please remember you can continue those conversations after worship across the hall in the gym. We have a lovely coffee hour set up and our quilters have a wonderful display in there, a bit of a bazaar going on this weekend. Um, lots of quilts for sale and some opportunities for raffles as well. So uh, after worship, head on over to the gym and check out the display, see what they have going on in there. Uh, what else? Birthdays today. Shayla Byler has a birthday today, and I believe Shayla worships online, so happy birthday, Shayla. Um, what else? Adult education. This morning I will be leading adult education. That happens at 9:10 between worship services down in the fireside room. And this morning the topic is 
choosing kindness. So I figured I would dress for the, dress for the conversation today. Uh, so um, lots of interesting little video clips and books and things to look at and talk about today as we explore the topic of kindness and how we always have a choice. Uh, next week's adult education class, Linda is leading class talking about Christmas memories and traditions. What a wonderful conversation that will be, I'm sure. Uh, as you're in the gym this morning, check out the Christmas card display. We have a couple of large boards up along the wall, and so that's our opportunity to share our Christmas greetings with the congregation. So rather than trying to go through the roster and send a card to everybody on the list, just bring in a card here and we will display those so we can all uh, share our Christmas greetings with one another. And let's see, oh, and you can also sign up in the narthex on the table on that side. There are some sign-up sheets for the Christmas Eve worship services. Uh, we'll be worshiping at four o'clock, seven o'clock, and nine o'clock on Christmas Eve. So you can sign up there to help in a variety of ways with those services. And speaking of Christmas, next Sunday afternoon, the 12th, we will be caroling in the parking lot. So just like we did last year, uh, we thought that was just such a wonderful event. Carl's ready. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so next Sunday, come join us in the parking lot at 4 o'clock. Uh, you can bring a lawn chair if you'd like. We'll have some hot cider and candy canes and just a good time uh, spending time together and singing some of our favorite Christmas songs. Barring any atmospheric rivers. <laughs> Should be wonderful. Uh, what else? Youth announcements. Confirmation meets today at 11.45, and our Wednesday youth group this week meets on Zoom, so that happens at 4 o'clock. I think I've covered everything, unless anybody else has another announcement. Okay, then we continue with worship service as we head towards the table. Please stand as you are able. John's promise of the forgiveness of sins is uh, offered not only through our sacrament of baptism, but also our sacrament of communion. And it is Jesus who extends to us the gift of forgiveness, the assurance that we are his beloved children. On the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Please join together in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be
please be seated and a warm welcome uh, for any visitors as an assurance and an invitation for all. This table is set and offered by our Lord Jesus Christ who welcomes all who wish to come forward. The ushers will guide you.
as you are able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. And as you go out into this world, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Our final sending hymn. Rejoice, rejoice, 
believers. Lord, 